0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, it's good seeing you all out here this on this beautiful cold morning. Amen. Let's just go in prayer before we get started. Father, we honor you today. and. I just thank you, Father, that I ask that you think through my mind, speak through my lips, your very words. And, Father, I ask that you just continue to give us hearing ears to hear what your Spirit is saying to us. And we just endeavor to give you all the honor and all the glory for what you're doing in us and what you're doing through us and what you're doing through these messages. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's good to pray before you do anything. Amen. Glory to God. It's good to get God involved. Amen. And we've been trying to, well, I've been ministering on uh, relationships. And uh, this is the last uh, message of our relationship series. But, uh, but even though this might be the last uh, message, we want you to continue to work on your relationships. Amen. And so um, we've been talking about really building stronger relationships and um, through the marriages as well as singles. You know, you need to build strong relationships as well. And uh, we've been talking about five main keys or five main commitments That I believe if you um, apply these commitments, you can um, make your marriage um, marriage in heaven. Amen. And you can possibly divorce proof your marriage. And we found out at the very beginning of of the um, of the series that uh, there was a question I asked you. Are great relationships possible? And uh, and really, they're not really too possible if you go the world's way. But great relationships are possible if you go God's way. Amen. And so God knows uh, how to have a relationship. He knows how to help us with our relationships. And we just need to get God involved. So what is the first commitment uh, to uh, <laughs> my marriage? What's the first commitment? Seek Seek God. Wow, some of you guys are listening. Amen. I almost forgot myself. Seek God. Amen. And so what do we want to do? We want to put God first place. Amen. And really, there's nothing we can do. We we can't really do anything apart from God. Jesus said he couldn't do nothing unless God worked through him. And Jesus was totally dependent on God. And I'm going to say this, that in your marriage, you need to get dependent on God. In other words, you don't need to be so dependent on your spouse. You need to be more dependent on God. Because it's God that's going to give you the strength to make it through the difficult times. Amen. And so seek God. And we went with that scripture, six, uh, Matthew six thirty three seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. What is the second key commitment that I talked about? Fight fair. Fight fair. Let's say it together. Fight, Fight fair. fair. And we know this, that we're going to always, you know, at times, not always, but we're at times, we're going to have conflicts in our relationships. And if if you don't have any conflicts ever, I don't even know if you're communicating. Amen? And uh, you're going to have a conflict once in a while. You're going to have a disagreement. and But you know what? In those conflicts, you know, you can... Uh, fight fair, and you don't need to be belittling or name calling. Amen. Or you don't need to be, you know, speaking down to your spouse because they're a part of you. Amen. And so when we're talking about fighting fair, we're talking about one of the key verses I talked about was Ephesians four twenty six and twenty seven. Uh, it says, "Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil." So we don't want to stay mad. Amen. We don't want to stay angry. Uh, we, we want to learn to forgive. Amen. And talk things out. And we want to fight fair. Amen. We don't fight to win. We fight for uh, resolution. Amen. Uh, we don't fight for restitution. In other words, we get back what was taken from us. We fight for resolution. In other words, we fight for unity. And like I said before, you can win the battle and lose the war. So, yeah, you know, you got to fight. You got to pick your fights. Amen. And uh, sometimes these these fights are are just they're, they're nothing and they blow up to be something bigger than what they really are. And, you know, that, you know, God is a magnifier. God, you know, God, mag- you know, actually, the devil's a magnifier. The devil magnifies uh, the issues that we're in. And the devil will always try to make it look bigger or make the problem look bigger than what it really is. And, and God, when we are walking with God, He actually reveals to us that the problems aren't as big as He is. In other words, God can help us with those problems. Amen? And so we need to understand that. And a lot of times we may be in a situation where it doesn't seem too good. But, but I'm telling you, you just keep pressing in and God will reveal truth, ask Him for wisdom, and He'll show you what you need to do. Amen? The third key is uh, to stay pure. Amen. And this is very important because in our relationship, there's going to be times where the enemy is going to try to get you tempted and, um, you know... uh, going, you know, you know, to the other side or going to where the grass is greener, you know, the Bible, well, not the Bible, but the, there's a saying that says the grass is greener on the other side. But I say you always got to water that grass and and you don't know if it's crab, crab grass out there. Amen. And so, in other words, you just need to water your own yard. And so what do I mean by that? I mean, by this is that there's always the going enemy's to always present opportunities of of maybe somebody else. That's n you know uh that you might know. Or even somebody from a, from a past relationship that may look better. And you gotta, you got to make a decision that those past relationships are cut off. You're not ever going to go back to those things. Amen. But you're going to stay faithful in your relationship with your spouse. Amen. So we have to stay pure. And the Bible talks about that the marriage is honorable among all. And the bed is undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Amen. We don't want to be in that, in that camp. And so, uh, last week we talked about having fun. How many people enjoy that message? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And I read a song of Solomon, and, uh, you know, and there was another one in Proverbs, but I, I, I couldn't go there. But anyway, but um, we need to learn to have fun. Amen. Uh, you need to have, learn to have fun with your spouse, and, uh, and I, I don't think I need to go any further than that. <laughs> In other words, you know, you just got to have fun. Amen. And um, and so uh, in other words, it's, it's if you're married, then that means you're it's legal under God's eyes for you to have as much fun as you want with your spouse. Amen. And number five, what we're talking about today is never give up. That's that's the, our fifth uh, commitment is to never give up. And I'm going to say this, that sometimes when we're in a difficult relationship, you know, it, 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 we, we kind of want to throw in the towel. You know, it, I know some of you out here, you might be struggling right now. You might be just on the verge of saying, I'm done. You know, stick a fork in me. I'm finished. I'm done. But, but you know what? I, I'm going to say this, you know, you know, stick in there. You know, Jesus actually said, really, there's only one reason For us divorcing and we're going to go go to that. Let's 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 go to a scripture in Matthew. And uh, and really the Pharisees uh, was trying to trip him up one day and they were asking Jesus you know, about, about marriage. And let's, let's look at this in Matthew. It says here, the Pharisees, the Pharisees also came to Him, testing Him, saying to Him, It is lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason. And He answered and said to them, Have you not read that He who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and join to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. I believe this is Matthew three, verse three, but don't quote me on that. And uh, so we have these the Pharisees and they were always looking to trip Jesus up. Because Jesus was always talking about walking in love and forgiveness and mercy, amen. Jesus was revealing that to the people and to the Pharisees, and so the Pharisees were trying to trip Jesus up about divorce and back in that day, uh, you know the, the the men really they the, the, the women were, 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 were sort of treated like second class citizens in the marriage and the man and the man really had a lot of rights in that in the marriage back then and he could just write a certificate of divorce for almost any reason Ladies, that's not too fair, is it? But uh, he could almost write a a certificate of divorce for any reason. And um, and so they were trying to trip Jesus up because Jesus was always talking about love and mercy and forgiveness. And and Moses is the one and Jesus talks to them that Moses is the one that 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 came up with a certificate of, of, of divorce uh, because really, um, he came up with his certificate and Jesus said because it was because of the hardness of the hearts of these people. And, uh, you know, uh, people have hard hearts back then. And of course, you know, back in the Old Testament, and this is basically Old Testament, even when Jesus was ministering, he was still ministering in under the Old Covenant, a lot of people don't realize this. We're, we're in a new covenant now based on new, new rules. But he was, uh, he was ministering under a old covenant system. And he was saying because of the hardness of their hearts, you know, uh, Moses granted them a certificate. And what was the reason for that? Well, the only other way of getting out of, of, a, of a marriage was adultery. And, of course, if you committed adultery, you would be stoned. Hello? Not today, though, but back then, if if a spouse committed adultery, the law said stone that person. And I'm not saying getting high, you know, get stoned. I'm saying throwing stones at... And killing that person so and so so that was one of the only ways but then it it seemed like their their hearts were hard and i don't know maybe and the other other way is is for the uh person to die that was another way to get out of the the marriage and so uh i don't know if there was a problem with the men killing their wives or what that caused uh, moses to write this certificate of divorce that made it a lot easier to get divorced but there was there was a there was a reason behind that and um, I was hearing a story about uh, you know of uh, uh, Ruth Graham and so you know the the famous evangelist uh, her husband um what's his first name Graham, Billy Graham thank you and Billy Graham was always gone he was always you know ministering and they asked Ruth Graham in a in a um, interview has, has she ever thought about you know divorcing Billy Graham you know and she said no i never that never crossed my mind to divorce him to kill him yes but divorce him no and uh and this is what we need to understand this is that marriage in god's eyes is not a, it's not a contract per se a lot of times we get in and we i got a contract No, marriage is a covenant and we got to get a revelation of this that marriage in God's eyes is a covenant, and it's a covenant, you know, based under under God. You know, when you get married, hopefully, you know, you're you're saying the vows and you get married, you know, by a preacher. Now, you may have gotten married through justice of the peace, and I'm not trying to down you on that. That's okay. But the bottom line is that that it it's a covenant, uh, and we have to understand covenant. We have to understand this, that God made covenant with us and he, he made that covenant through uh, Abraham. And uh, if you study this out, that God made a covenant, and back then covenants were made a lot of times by by two people cutting their hands and, and putting their mingling their blood together. Amen. And that considered that was considered a covenant back in the old days. Amen. Maybe you, uh, maybe anybody ever had a blood brother in here. Okay, good. And what you do, you cut your hand and you mingle the blood. And uh, you say, you guys, you know, are blood brothers. And that means that that you are always back each other. Amen. And so um, we, we, we at least had one person that had, did, a, did a blood covenant. Maybe another person. Amen. You know, a lot of people don't realize this. And uh, that marriage is a blood covenant. And that's why, you know, uh, in marriage, even when... Uh, in the, in, when you're consummating the marriage vow on the wedding night, uh, normally for the first time for a lady, it breaks the hymen bone in her and she normally bleeds in, in the act of, of sex. And so that is a blood covenant. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That creates a blood covenant between a man and the woman. Amen. And that's a blood covenant. And so and so God takes covenant seriously. And what I like about this is that when God was making a covenant with with Abraham, he on with Abraham, he had Abraham cut up animals and and cut them down the middle and put all these animals. And then, um. And then what happened was that uh, normally in a covenant, uh, you cut up an animal and you, and you walk a figure eight. And you're and you, you know, back to back. And you walk a figure eight and you come back to where you're facing each other. And you make vows and you say, you know, if I ever break this covenant, may what happened to these animals happen to us. That's how serious covenant was. And I like about God. God is a covenant. I'm going to say this. God is a covenant keeping God. And what is so awesome about God is, a lot of people don't realize this, that God did make a covenant with Abraham, but really God made a covenant with himself. And you say how what, what do you mean by that? Because in that in that day that God had Abraham cut the the animals up, Abraham wasn't the one that walked between that between the dead animals. It was it was a smoking flask and a fire. And really it was God and Jesus making a covenant with each other so we could get saved. Amen. In other words, salvation is not really, you know, you can't save yourself. Only God can save you. Amen. So God makes sure that he sets you up to get saved. Isn't that good? Because you didn't find God. Well, God didn't find you. You found God, but God revealed himself to you. That's the only way you came to God. You can't, you just can't just come to God any way you want. No, God has to draw you by his spirit. You didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, I need God. No, God was drawing you by his spirit. And I like that because, you know, I like that. I mean, even Jesus, when he was praying his priestly prayer uh, in, in the gospel, of John, verse in chapter 17, he talked about how he kept all the all the disciples. He said he didn't lose one except for the son of perdition, which was Judas Iscariot. And, and that was for the scriptures before be fulfilled that he was going to be the only one lost. In other words, Jesus kept the 11. Amen. And I'm going to say this to you this morning, Jesus can keep you. Yes, Amen. Yes, Do you believe that today? Yes. Do you believe that God's working on you that, that God's always drawing you and even though we can kind of get out, I love that scripture says even when we're faithless, it's in 2 Timothy 2:13, 2, even when we're faithless, God remains faithful. Isn't that good this morning? Even when we're faithless, God remains faithful to us. In other words, when we mess up or we veer off course or we end up in the the wrong place, we can be like the prodigal son of old. We can come to ourselves. We can turn back to God and thank God for his blood that washes and cleanses us from some unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Thank God that His blood cleanses us from what? All unrighteousness. God is a covenant-keeping God. Amen, And so we need to understand that 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 covenant is based on really uh, our covenant with God in our in our relationship with him and our salvation. It's based on what God did through his son, Jesus, for us to get saved. Amen. And so that that should feel pretty good. But even though God is committed to us, we need to take that same principle of faithfulness and apply that. Into our marriages. Amen. Thank you for that amen over here. <laughs> and, you know, amen. You know, we need to take that same principle because, you know what? A lot of times, you know, uh, man, I was, I've been studying the scriptures and there's times where God felt like giving up on, on, on the people of Israel. Do you know that God wanted to, to give up on the people of Israel? Yeah. But thank God for Moses and, you know, Moses was faithful and Moses would plead to God. And God said one time that he was so, you know, uh, ticked off with the people. He said to Moses, he said, I'll wipe them all out and start over with you. (laughs) Did you know that God actually said that? I'll wipe them all out, Moses, and we can start over. And then Moses said, well, well, if you do that, God, then the Egyptians and all the people will say that you couldn't bring them into the promised land. And then God said, okay, all right. And God. It was it, when God said that. That was the time when they, when God wanted the people into the Promised Land. He went and the ten and 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 twelve uh, spies were sent out. Ten came back with a bad report, and they wouldn't believe God. They they and the Bible said that 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 they they just looked at the circumstances and the problems of life, and, or the problems of the Promised Land, and they, they looked at the giants, and they they said that they couldn't overcome. And God got so upset. Because think about this. Think about what God did to get them into the wilderness, to get them into the promised land. He he had to work all these miracles in Egypt. And I want to say this, you know, God is constantly working miracles in our relationship and we're probably not even seeing it. And a lot of times this is, and even if you look at this, if you look at all the miracles, he had to do 10 miracles to get, you know, the final the miracle was that the firstborn of, of each family would die, except for the Israelites, because they put the blood on the doorposts. But, but if you look at every miracle that, that God did to get the Israelites out of the bondage from the Egyptians, it looked like God fell nine times. Have you ever thought about that? Because the first time, you know, he, he, sent, he sent something, maybe the frogs, like, uh, you know, he, he turned the river into blood. You know, he did all these things, but, the, but, but Pharaoh wasn't budging. Have you ever thought about that? So it, it appeared that, and things got harder for the, for the Israelites. Every time that God did a miracle, you know, Pharaoh got harder and harder and harder. And it looked like God was losing. But you know, God never loses. Amen. And God is faithful... And God was just really just revealing to the Israelites that he is faithful. And I'm going to say this, you know, there's times in our relationship with our our spouse that it may look like we're losing it. It may not may look like things aren't working. Maybe you're trying to do all the right things. Maybe, guys, maybe you are bringing the flowers home every once in a while and and she's not, you know, reciprocating your love. Maybe maybe uh, uh, he's not reciprocating your love, ladies. Maybe you're cleaning the house. And, and he's saying, is, is this the best you can do, you know, and uh, and but, you know, you just keep keep doing the right things, keep sowing the right things. And you're going to you're going to end up reaping a bountiful harvest. You believe that today? Yes, yes, yes. And so we have to look at that, that that marriage isn't just a contract. It is a covenant. And a contract is, you know, uh, uh, just a short definition of a contract. A contract is based on a mutual distrust between two parties. And a covenant is based on mutual commitment and agreement. And what I mean by that is that a lot of times we get in a contract. Anybody ever bought, bought, bought a car in here? And then they give you a contract and they say you got like uh, 3,000 years to pay it off and... <laughs> Just sign this easy, easy signature right here. You got actually 48 months, 60 months or whatever. 60 easy payments. $200, right? Or whatever. I guess it's probably a lot more than that. But anyway, and, 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 but do you know that if you don't make your payment, guess what happens? Repo. (laughs) Interest too, but repo. You'll meet the repo man. You you you're not going to meet. You know you, the repo man's going to come, and he's going to repo your car. So if you don't if you don't do what the agreement says, it, he's going to take away. In marriage, we cannot set up like oh I'm going to get married, but you know uh, in my mind if it doesn't work out, I'm, I'm going to. You can't get it, you, you don't you don't go into marriage to get out of marriage. Or you don't have like, uh, you know, I got a back door to get out. You, In other words, you get into marriage for a permanency. It's to death do us part in sickness and in health. Amen. Amen. And so we, we, we don't go in with the idea that we're going to get out or you're going to end up getting out. Isn't that right? No, we go in the idea that we're going to stay in, you know, through thick and thin. Through hard times, through bad times, and good we're gonna we're gonna stick in there. Amen? You know, your relationship with your spouse is a lot like your relationship with God. It it parallels. It, 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 how faithful you are to God is how really faithful you are you're gonna be to your spouse. Okay, man, I'm We're tested, you know, even as singles, you know, we're we're, we're tested before we get married of our faithfulness with God. Are we going to stay faithful or we're going to stay committed when it's hard? Are we are you hear what I'm saying to you today? As we say faithful, our relation with God, just like I said before, the Lord revealed to me how I treat my spouse is how I treat him. How you treat your spouse, what you've done. Jesus said it this way. What you've done to the least of these, brethren, you've done unto me. How we treat other people is, is in direct correlation is how we treat the Lord. Boy, it's quiet in here today. And, uh, and so, you know, when, when I got that revelation of treating Yin, you know, not, uh, that if I treat, how I treat her is how I treat the Lord. I started being a little nicer. Okay, man. <laughs> amen. So we we need to understand that you know uh, in in Galatians six, I'm going to give you some some keys here that maybe you are struggling, but I want to give you some keys that might 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 help you in the struggle. Amen. And 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 these keys are in Galatians uh, chapter six, verses seven through nine. Amen. I got this scripture reference. Amen. <laughs> And, uh, and uh, if, you, if you have your Bibles, you can look there, just listen up. It says here, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap, if we do not lose heart, or give up amen and so really that's 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 the key so uh there's some principles in in these scriptures i just read to you um one principle is we'll reap what we sow we'll reap what we sow and so in other words if you're sowing uh bad things into your relationship what are you going to reap Bad things. If you're if you're if you're showing distrust, if, if you're if you're if you're having a critical and a, a critical spirit about you and, and, and you're talking about all the negatives and, and, and of, of your spouse uh, and you sowing all that. Do you think your spouse wants to hang out with you if you keep talking to, to them how negative they are? No, you sure didn't get you. You didn't you didn't get them to marry you by telling them you are, you're a low life. Little worm that crawling in the dust, I want to marry you. Thank you so much. I love those sweet words you tell me all the time you You never do anything around the house or you you know are you hear what I saying today? you didn't get your spouse to marry you amen by by belittling your spouse at that time was your your date your You know, you're you're number two, right? (laughs) God's number one. And so really, so we got to continue to to sow words of love and words of affirmation. Listen, the devil's already beating us up all the time. Telling us we don't have, you know, we're nothing. We're not going to ever make it. The devil, you don't need to join in with the devil. No, we need to start speaking some, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I like that scripture. A lot of preachers, you know, quote it life and death, but really it's, it's really quoted in, in the scriptures. Uh, it's quoted. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's death and life are in the power of tongue. And why is death quoted first? Because it's easier to speak the, the negative than speak the positive. It's easier to see what's wrong than what's right. It's easier to focus on, on what's not happening than what is happening. And so we have a tendency because we're in a negative world. Yes. Amen. Amen. The whole news industry is based on a bad report. Amen. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. I mean, you want to hear the juicy gossip, right? That, that's, what, that's what the whole industry, the news industry, the magazine, is about, you know, who's doing, you know, all, all that is based on negativity. But you know, the Bible, the good The good news is all based on positivity. It's based on positive words that God is saying that he's with us, that he will never leave us or forsake us. Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. Thank God that we serve a God that's a covenant minded God. Thank God that we serve a God that that's true to his word and and he will not turn from his word. Thank God that we can be in a relationship with God. But you can be in a relationship with your spouse the same way. Amen. In other words, your spouse should be able to trust you. Your spouse should be able to trust your words. Your spouse should be able. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And it's built through words of affirmation and words of love. And it's you will reap what you sow. You continue to sow good things. You're going to reap a good harvest. Amen. And you'll reap. And the second principle is you'll reap where you sow. And what I mean by that is that, listen, you, you, your, your, your spouse is your number two. God is your number one. And so you want to you want to sow into your relationship. You don't want to put your job first. You don't want to put, you know, your children first. You don't want to put your hobbies first. Amen. No, you want to put your spouse other than the Lord first in your life. And if you put in more time in your hobbies and more time than that, then your spouse becomes more like a roommate instead. Hello. Or a business agreement. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? They're, they're, they're supposed to clean the house. They're supposed to cook. You know, you're supposed to bring home the bacon. You know, now the women are bringing home the bacon and frying it up in the pan. You know, never letting you forget you're a man. But anyway. Uh-huh. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You ever seen that commercial? (laughs) Never let you forget you're a man, right? Women, don't ever let your men forget they're they're your man, all right? And uh, and so so what am I saying? I'm saying it it can be reduced down to a contract, but it's not a contract. It's a covenant. And, And really, the Bible says that we should love our spouse. Men, you should love your wives as Jesus loved the church. And gave his life for the church. You should be willing to take a bullet for your spouse, man. Not pushing her in front of the gun. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Well, we know, you know, we know Abraham had some issues with that. Abraham was, was a little nervous, his wife was beautiful. And he lied, and he said that she was her sister, but he, she was, in a sense, you know. And uh, he was trying to save his skin, you know. But thank God, God can look over some of that stuff, amen? amen. God still made a covenant with Abraham. Abraham, finally, I believe, it, it, was a pro, it took 25 years for Abraham, amen, to get the promised child. I think it took 25 years for, for him to continue to, to learn to trust God in the midst of the, of the opposition, and so, so we will reap where we sow. And if we sow into the relationship and make that a priority, then, you know, then, then our spouse won't be walking out the door next week. Hello. Amen. And so we make that a priority. One of the things I was thinking about. Can I give you a secret here to a long lasting, loving marriage? Um I forgot no uh, I was thinking about my parents, and uh, I was thinking, what makes them you know they, they're they 're pretty tight you know they 've been married for fifty three years, and my dad only slept on the couch twenty times but no i 'm kidding and um <laughs> no he 's never slept on the couch amen, amen, but anyway uh but I noticed one thing, and this is what they've always done. And I want you guys to do this. They would, if they ever left the house, they would always kiss each other. Somebody say, ooh. <laughs> uh, so when they ever left the house, they would not leave the house unless they gave each other a kiss. Think about that. In other words, you've got to act like that when you leave the house to go shopping or to go to work or whatever, you know, in, 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 unless it's early in the morning and you had not brush your teeth. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, scratch that. Uh, but you've got to act like it may be the last time you see them. Because it could be. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so you, if it's, it, it's a possibility that it could, you never know what could happen. Amen. Jesus could come back that day. I'm not talking about tragedy, but that has happened. But you don't ever want to leave your spouse in a negative or angry, angry tone or a mood. Amen. I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> Are you hear what I'm saying today? and if you I'm out of here, but wait, let, let me get my kiss first. Okay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's hard to stay angry if you're Now I'm sure you, I don't know. Mom, dad, have you ever had angry kisses? No, I'll talk to you later about that. But, uh, but I started practicing that this week because I, I just say, hey, you know, I'm running to the gym, you know, and you know, and but my, my little girl is the one that gets is the one that's been teaching me. she says, daddy, daddy, before you leave, I need a hug and a kiss. I said okay, but I, I leave mom out there doing, keep cleaning the toilets, woman. I'm gonna be back. You know, uh, are you hear what I'm saying? And my my daughter would say, "Daddy, don't leave. I got to give you a hug and a kiss." What if we were like that with our spouse before we ever left the house, bad breath and all? You know, what if we? Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? What if we kissed? Our spouse. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Every time you left. Amen. Let's practice that right now. We won't. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I believe that is a, just a small secret of their success in their marriage. And I've been practicing this week and I've noticed something, man. Boy, man, I'm, I'm walking in more love. Amen. <laughs> Boy, I'm enjoying my wife a little bit more this week. Amen. Amen. Are you what? Why? Because I'm giving her a kiss and let her know I love her. Amen. Even when you don't feel like it. Okay. The third principle is this, that you will eventually reap the blessing if you faint not. In other words, if you continue to walk in love, you will, will, you will eventually either, if, you, if you're walking in dissension and, and rudeness and bitterness, that will come back to you. And you'll reap that. But if you continue to walk in love and, and, and walk in kindness, men, women love kindness. Amen. They love a kind person. Amen. Amen. And it, it, it's, very, it's, it's very attractive. A woman is drawn to kindness and people are drawn to kindness. Amen. Amen. In general, wherever we're at, we need to learn to be kind. Amen. If you want to have favor with God and man, you know, you need to walk in mercy and kindness. Proverbs chapter three. You need to walk in mercy and kindness to have a good uh, relationship with God and man, to have a good report with God and man. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Listen, I'm not saying it's easy. You know, I'm not saying that this is easy. It's it's never easy to have a great relationship. It's not easy. But but you got to learn, you know, sometimes you got to be the peacemaker. You got to learn it may not be your fault but but be the peacemaker anyway. Be the be the be the person be the first person to apologize. Be the first person maybe it, maybe in your eyes it's not your fault but but bring some unity. Bring some oneness into that relationship. Do whatever you can because it is a covenant relationship. And see as we think about that, we have to realize that God is putting up with all our junk. Amen. So we need to put up sometimes with our spouse's issues and problems at times. And as we do that, and we start walking in love, and we continue to focus on sowing the good things, we will see the grace, we'll see the mercy, we'll see the love of God. And I'm telling you, faithfulness is the key. And faithfulness is easy when everything's going well, but when things aren't going well, it's difficult. So that's when you can't can't walk by feelings in the difficult times. You have to walk by faith. It corresponds with God. Sometimes there's things happening in our life and we're thinking God is doing it to us. Amen. But listen, you know, God is not doing it to us. A lot of times things are going on that's negative in our life is because the devil's coming to attack us or that we're opening doors ourselves. We're reaping what we're sowing, or, or, or the enemy's trying to come in and cause a problem or an issue, and we need to look at it as that. And so, as we look at it, it's the enemy. It's not. It's not God. God's never our problem. And a lot of times, our spouse isn't our problem. A lot of times, we are our own worst problem, and we need to get ourselves right with God. And when we get ourselves right vertically, we'll be right horizontally. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? As we get ourselves right with God vertically. You know, Adam and Eve, you know, when God created them, God walked with them in the cool of the day. That means they had sweet fellowship with one another, and they had sweet fellowship with God. And when we learn to have sweet fellowship with God, we're going to have sweet fellowship with one another, and I guarantee you will end up being like heaven on earth. Do you believe that today? Yes. Amen. I believe it today. Amen. Praise God. And so, so that's what I'm, what, what my final point is that you have to, you have to fight for your marriages. You have to fight for your relationship. You have to fight for your relationship with God. Amen. You have to fight with your, for, for, not fight with, but fight for. In other words, in keeping your relationship alive. Amen. Amen? So what do we do? We seek God. Amen. We fight fair. Amen. We stay pure. We have fun and we never give up. Praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your mercies today. And we thank you, Father God, that you are a faithful God. And your word says, even when we're not faithful at times, you remain faithful because you cannot deny yourself. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are faithful to us. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, that your love is shed abroad in each one of our hearts by your Holy Spirit. And we have the capacity to love. We have the capacity to be faithful like you, Lord. And so right now I'm I'm lifting up the married folks in this church. I'm lifting up those that are watching by line. And Father, I just declare uh, uncommon blessing. Uncommon unity in the relationships of this church and for those that are watching online. And I thank you, Father God. And perhaps you're here today, maybe in the audience, or perhaps you're watching online right now. And you don't have that peace in your walk with God. Maybe you're, you, you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And the only way you're going to have that peace is by receiving Jesus. And so if you've never made a commitment to God by receiving Jesus, then today is the day to do it. Amen? If you're ready to do that, just say this after me and mean it in your heart. Just say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you are raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.